the first thing they'll look at is Bitcoin. As mm. long as this narrative is true, right, there will always be a case for buying Bitcoin. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the ChainDB Podcast, our first episode of 2022. And also, you know, a massive happy new year to you guys if we, are, we haven't wished you yet. I think we did in the last episode, but it's okay. Anyway, so many of you might have already been involved with crypto if you're already watching this video, but the reality is, is that if you're coming off Christmas and New Year, you've probably met a lot of people who have been shilling you cryptocurrencies and you're probably new to it. So you're wondering, what do I invest in? Do I invest in Bitcoin? Everyone seems to be talking about Bitcoin. Um, and so we actually wanted to address this topic. Is it still worth it to invest in Bitcoin? Because there's just so many projects, right? And so let's dive right into it. Jackie, uh, yes, sir. what is your opinion on the matter? Okay, maybe what we need to do is basically we need to disclose whether you got positions in Bitcoin or not. Fair enough. I so do. You do. So I... Do. I don't have any bitcoins anymore lah right you anymore sold it. correct mm. so i started off with um holding some my first ever purchase was bitcoin okay back in 2017 but unfortunately i didn't have the foresight to hold on to it mm. um but to answer your question briefly i feel like no the answer is yeah. no unfortunately Fair like enough. i feel like I've moved on from Bitcoin already because the narrative or rather the risk reward for Bitcoin to me is actually quite low right now. Yeah. Yeah. So through the last few episodes, right, I talk a lot about uh, risk reward identifying, you know, because to me, if I'm in crypto already, right, I'm taking a lot of risk already. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of other asset class. There's like equities, there's your uh, bonds and whatnot, right? Mm. And to me, crypto is at the far range of risky risk, very, very high risk already. Yeah. So, if I'm already in taking risks in crypto already, right? Moving to crypto already, right? Mm. I should take the max risk. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which a is very extreme view on is, the matter. Correct, correct. So, which is not very so. Okay, then then I look at um, in terms of market cap, right? I mean, yeah. In terms of like how do I allocate my crypto portfolio, right? Bitcoin to me has a very low risk to reward. Yeah. In fact, it's one of the lowest because it's the number one in terms of market cap right now. Mm. Uh, it's probably about almost $1 trillion in market cap right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? And for it to grow from $1 trillion to $2 trillion, right, which is double, right? Mm. A lot needs to happen. Yeah. If that happens, all of the other altcoins, right, will blow up at least 5x, 10x. Way, way more than that. Like, way more than that. Yeah. So that's the main reason why I feel like I don't hold Bitcoin anymore. Mm. Yeah. So what about you? Why well, are you look holding onto your crypto, uh, your Bitcoin right now? That's fair enough. So so my crypto journey, I think I mentioned before, so started because I bought $20 worth of Bitcoin back in 2014 to buy coffee, right? And then I just held onto it. I didn't use it. And so what ended up happening was that I found out that I had $1,000 worth of Bitcoin like around 2016, 2017, something mm. like that. And so I've kind of held on to that to that position. I haven't even sold that because it was you know out of sentiment, right? But then um, I think close to like twenty twenty mm-hmm. and twenty twenty one, that's when I started to accumulate again in a very small time basis. Because again, I have other asset classes as you do, right? I'm yeah. still in equities, and I haven't sold all my US equities as you have. I still hold my US equities, uh, but I started accumulating. So like I started DCing uh, Bitcoin up, mm. and so over time I've managed to reach a uh, like it just so happened that Bitcoin just happened to take up the majority of my portfolio because it was the coin that I spent a lot of time accumulating over time. Yeah. It was at first about 50% of my portfolio was Bitcoin. And then because of the other coins that I bought and because of how much they have pumped and also accumulated, it has now reached about maybe 25% of my portfolio. Yeah. Um, but to me, right, I, I feel a little bit different because 
it really depends at what stage you are at and what is your risk appetite. You are willing to go to the riskiest of riskiest because this is your the riskiest part of your portfolio, right? This asset class is the riskiest for you. Yeah. Whereas for me, because when I'm in equities, which is not as risky as crypto, I don't mind taking risk there because I feel like there is some level of understanding of the fundamentals. I know that, okay, this is the resistance, this is the support. I can kind of gauge where the, the price movement is going to be in over the next like two, three months. Mm. But with crypto, it's a little bit more unpredictable, right? Yeah. You can buy something that is relatively new and the prices can swing crazily. You high risk or like you could either get a lot of returns or like you could lose everything. Lah. So for me, my, my approach to crypto is that because it's such a risky asset, I play a little bit safer. Yeah, so so you're right. So I think we can all agree that Bitcoin, I see Bitcoin as a bond portion of the yeah. whole crypto portfolio. That's fair enough. I heard someone, or rather I also subscribed to this saying that people buy altcoins mm. because eventually they want to 10x or 20x or even 2-3x, right? They make the gains from the alts already, right? It's for them to convert back to Ethereum and Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, so at this stage, I feel like for me, um, it's we're still in a, you know in a bull market right now. Yeah. Uh, although now it's mini sideways movement, right? Mm. But in a bull market, right, I feel like Bitcoin exposure should be as low as possible, yeah. so that when you hit a very high level of euphoria, yeah. when prices run up already, that's where you take profits and convert it back to. Bitcoin or a stable coin. Yeah, if if you're someone that has con- is constantly rotating lah and have the resources and time to yeah, do that. but I do feel like you know if you're new, uh, if you're a beginner in this space, right? Bitcoin will always be the safest choice. Mm. Well, there's nothing wrong with it because yeah. someone did tell me this. They say like, yes, you know, you're investing in your ETH lah, your all those your Solana, Luna, Avax, all those kind of shiny new coins, right? Mm. But Bitcoin has no competitors. Okay. Yeah, so no matter what, you know, yes, you know, all those guys, the rest, right, if all those, right, they are smart contracts, their usage, yeah. their utilities behind it, their developers building on it, all good stuff. But they're all competing with one another. Yeah. Bitcoin, if, even with Ethereum, right, they're all trying to compete with correct, Ethereum. Correct, correct. So Bitcoin, there's no competition. There's only 21 million Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. So in a sense, you know, there's not much you have to worry about in terms of whether Bitcoin will be here to stay. Mm. I think at this stage, we should all be very clear that crypto and blockchain is definitely here to it's stay. Here to stay yeah. And if that holds true, right, Bitcoin will be the anchor to give value to all the other cryptos. Um, and that alone uh, warrant you some, you know, reasons to mm. hold into some crypto, uh, into some uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, because like I mentioned earlier just now, I feel like I want to take more risks, yeah. um, which is why I, move a lot of my Bitcoin away uh, and I bought other stuff. La. So I think really, and I mean, if you, especially if you're new to like big, like cryptocurrencies and someone told you buy Bitcoin, I think it really depends like at what what is your risk appetite, at what stage are you in investing and also like what, what are your expectations? Because mm. right? I think if you're someone who right now the current market, you're in either in traditional finance or you're only like putting your money in the bank and you're getting like 0.05% yep. in like fixed deposits and you want to improve on that, then I think, you know, Bitcoin is something that, that will most likely help you gain more than like your 0.05% fixed deposits. Like. Yes. And so, if your risk appetite is so, then then that make, kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of crypto investors uh, journey, right? Mm. I feel like 90% or even 99% will start with Bitcoin, Bitcoin or yeah. Ether first, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Right. And 
you know, once you are there already, you dabble a bit about cri- on crypto already, you understand a little bit already. Yeah. And then you start to like, hey, you know, there's actually a lot more interesting stuff. And it's like a rabbit hole, right? It's a black hole, right? Mm. And then once you discover a lot of other stuff already, which which you will have, uh, you know, higher risk reward, then you realize that, hey, actually Bitcoin maybe might not suit your risk appetite already. Yeah. Once you understand all the stuff. Yeah. But it may be too complicated for someone to, because in, in blockchain technology or crypto, right? Things move very, very fast. Mm. Even I cannot keep up. Yeah. Right? So if you cannot keep up with all the stuff that's happening, right? Bitcoin is a good exposure to the crypto space. Yeah. So it, it's quite funny that you mentioned like like entering the space, right? Because I recently, so it was Christmas, I recently was with like my relatives and things like that. Hey, and yes. I was like trying to explain to them what cryptocurrencies were because they are so like deep into traditional finance, right? Mm. And it's a good thing. Like I'm glad that they are investing and they are making sure that their money is not losing value like due to inflation and things like that. And so I wanted to like just introduce them to cryptos to also include that into their portfolio. Mm. And I think I spent like 45 minutes trying to explain to them. It's not their fault. It's my fault. I'm just really bad at trying to find the right analogies and all this, right? Yeah. And I couldn't quite get them to understand how But they understood work. like equities and the whole They, they understand equities, yeah. yeah. They understand this, this is your finance. family. La. This is my family and like my dad. La. So like my dad has been really being in, in traditional finance, right? Mm. And so I think at the end of the day, like if people got into Bitcoin and that's kind of their entry, right? And then they took the time now because they are vested to then understand how the technology works. I think that's probably the best way to like kind of get people into the space. Mm. So for, sorry, going back to your family discussion, yeah, right? Sure. How do you, how do you explain to your your, your your dad. So I took a lot of wrong routes. Okay. I thought, okay, the easiest way for me to do this is use analogies. So the one analogy that keeps popping up is the ledger, right? You yeah, 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 yeah. It's a digital ledger. So I said, okay, look, imagine now, right? I mean, don't imagine now. Now, right, we use banks. We use a lot of centralized bodies um, to, we trust them in order to verify things that we do. So for example, if you have a passbook and all your, you know, or this is your bank statement, right? You trust the bank to say that this is how much money you have. Mm. And so what if instead of believing and trusting all these like centralized organizations, we all just trusted each other. What if there's millions and millions of this network of computers that are just verifying all these ledgers to say that you actually have this amount of money or this transaction actually happened to this other person. And I think that's where I lost. A lot right. of people are lost there. Because yeah, they cannot fathom a world without like banks, right? Or a world where millions of computers, how do you trust all these people? How do you know these people that own the computer? Yeah, correct. And all these questions all start coming out. Yeah, so I think it's very hard to explain that because to explain that you need to talk about the consensus mechanism, yeah. la, the proof of stake, proof of work, like small like So that, then you know? I move on to that. So I said, okay, so they, so the, uh, the natural follow-up question was like, okay, but how do you how do you tell if they're telling the truth? I said, oh, glad you asked. So there's two <laughs> methods, right? The first is proof of work. So imagine that all these like millions of computers, right? Um, with all these like different like computing power or whatever, are all solving like difficult mathematical equations, right? So that like they can verify that your line or your like I mean I tried to use like analogies like to say that this line item on the ledger right, is correct and all these other computers are also verifying that this is the correct like transaction happened. Okay, starting to lose them again. Yep. And then okay, but don't worry because people are now moving into proof of stake, which basically is just saying that if you have skin in the game and you own some of that tokens, you are basically incentivized to also say that this new very like this new transaction is correct, ma. Because if you own the token, you don't want to put in like fraudulent like transactions. Yeah. Imagine if a billion of like million computers are all saying the same thing. 
So like okay, proof of stake was a little bit easier to understand. Yeah. And so imagine that this is block blockchain technology essentially. And so then I tried to like explain different um use cases or so. Like I just so I I went to Malaysia right. I had to show my vaccination certificate, which is crazy because if you're vaccinated, you just need to show a QR code that you got from Singapore side to the Malaysian side, and the Malaysian side will straight away have all your vaccination details because everything is stored in the blockchain. Hey, welcome to the future. So then that's why I confused. Everybody again, because I said, <laughs> "Look, you know this vaccination certificate that you all have on your phones? It's all stored on the blockchain." Then they're like, "Huh? But you just said like no centralized body, right? Then why is the government using?" Then I was like, "Um, so okay, centralized bodies can use it also, so that you know, you, like no one can penetrate it, and also like 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 change the records and things like that, lah." Then like I think it got a bit too confusing, so we just continued dinner. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah, like I feel like the hard part about explaining blockchain to people, right, yep. is the whole idea of like. The ledger thing, yeah, that's that's the that's the thing that everyone small you know what ledger is this and yeah. like how do you make sure that who can access it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and like how can millions of computers have the same ledger? But it's just lines of like transactions online lah, on yeah. Etherscan basically lah. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people will once they start asking about what is Bitcoin, mm. someone will tell them, oh, is this ledger? They're like, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Right, so they couldn't understand that already, and I think a lot of education needs to be done now. So, so that's what I thought at first, and I feel like okay, a lot of education needs to be done. We need to like really explain this to like our parents or whatever. And I realized actually, do we? Because social media, when first social media first came out, when we were first using it, right, they didn't get it either. Yeah, and I explained to them, no, like it's so great, like we all can just create like content. We can all like basically say what we're doing, like how huh, you want to use man. How, like, how how do you make money in, in online, uh, right? Yeah, and then now they kind of get it because they've used it after a while. You don't need to understand how the underlying technology works. Yeah, you just see the results of it, right? And I feel that's kind of the same with cryptocurrencies. Mm. I think eventually we'll get to a maturity where everyone or most most of like majority of population will start using it, and then you don't really need to worry how it works. And they just need to know that. Bitcoin is basically digital money, digital gold. Ah, yeah. And so I think if you really struggle to explain after forty-five minutes, don't worry about it. There will come a stage where everyone will start to understand it. So I, I feel like I think that gives a very good use case or like a strong case for people to still own some Bitcoin because yeah. like there are ninety-nine percent of the world who still don't understand Bitcoin or mm. crypto, mm. and once they are interested to know about crypto, right, the first coin they'll buy. It's Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, I think there's still some use cases to like buying Bitcoin. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like researchers done saying like, for example, let's say if, uh, you know, all of the uh institutions around the world or even CPFs around the world, yeah. if they start buying cryptocurrency or like Bitcoin, right, it will push up crypto by Bitcoin by this much amount, mm. right? So I think there's still some upside, um, but I feel like. You know, it's only for me personally, lah. For those who are interested to have some exposure into Bitcoin or crypto, yep. Bitcoin is a good way to start. Yeah, I th- I think for me, I mean, there's these other like use cases, or maybe not so much use cases, but like factors also like at hand, right? Because if we were going to move into a digital currency, yes, Bitcoin slow transactions and all that. But what is the widely most accepted coin, digital currency in the world, and that's Bitcoin, mm. right? And also we look at. Like countries that are, they are using like um, cryptocurrencies as um, legal tender, it's Bitcoin that is the one that is being accepted. So if there was going to be a coin that was going to be widely adopted across the world, the most likely would be Bitcoin, like I feel. Yeah. And all these other coins definitely are going to be better at it at transactions 
Bitcoin will end up being more of like the gold store value kind of thing. But I feel like like a lot of the other coins have a long way to go to get to that recognition that Bitcoin has. So what I do actually is that I put a large sum of money in Bitcoin just because I know that it's going to take a lot of money to double that, right? And then when it comes to the smaller coins where it's like 10x or 20x, that's when I put like little bets because I know, okay, if I 10x that, I'm going to get like quite a lot of money like from that. So so that's kind of how I distribute my, my portfolio in yeah. a sense. But I'm also very aware that Bitcoin is not what, Bitcoin is not going to make me super duper rich. Mm. It's just going to make sure that I don't fall through the cracks. I'm not left behind in that sense. La. Yeah. Do you think you ever sell a Bitcoin? Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. I, I don't know what that price target looks like. Mm. Um, I mean, people will say like 100,000 or whatever. La, like, yeah. And wherever that happens, I don't know. But I, eventually, la, I think I'm, I'm reaching a point where I don't, I'm running out of free bullets to buy new coins now. So like we talked about FTM like last week, right? I'm looking at like, wow, when am I going to get the money to buy FTM, <laughs> right? And I think I'm going to sell Bitcoin to, to buy it. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think it will come to a stage where I'm I'm selling Bitcoin to fund my my altcoin purchases, mm-hmm. but Bitcoin is like that stash, oh. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm doing also is that with Bitcoin, I'm I'm earning like seven percent interest on, holdl not, not sponsored, but something that I still use and you still use, I think. Yeah. So if people are new to Bitcoin and they are convinced by you that they shouldn't <laughs> buy into Bitcoin because they want that that ten x that five x. What are some of the coins that they should be paying attention to? Uh, so I cannot guarantee whether they're yeah, buying sure. a 10x or not, right? So Please, for, 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 for new people who are new into the crypto space, right? If you're not interested in Bitcoin uh, and then you study a lot about crypto and you're convinced that, hey, I want some exposure into crypto but not Bitcoin. Um, actually, you can just look at the top 10 or top 15 uh, crypto today. Um, again, these are for... N- people who are new into crypto. La. So like, there are a lot of great coins uh, in the top 15 right now. So like your, uh, most of them are smart chains. Mm. So like Ethereum, which is the second one, right? The second highest in the market cap. There's a uh, Binance Smart Chain. Yep. There is your Solana. There is your uh, Luna. Do not buy Cardano. Do not buy Cardano. Do not buy Doge, Dogecoin. Mm. Um, and the rest on the top 10 is basically your stable coins. La. So your USDT, USDC, uh, USDT, sorry. Um, yeah, the, the, those that I mentioned are decent coins that I think will outperform Bitcoin in the long run if they continue to be dominant in their respective space. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you're looking for like your 5x, 10x's right, over the next five years or two to five years, right, uh, you know, new narratives or like new chains, which we spoke about in the last episode. Mm. So it's a good time to watch the last episode. Uh, <laughs> um, those are you know areas that we should look at lah. Mm. Yeah, so I I also want to reiterate right that Bitcoin is always the first coin that most people will look at. Yeah, that alone. Uh, so I mentioned this earlier. Yeah, that alone right will mean that there will always be demand for Bitcoin prices. Yeah, as long as like the number of population that isn't into crypto is still low like, as yeah, long as so people like, coming into it. The amount of re- retail users or people in the financial or people who are investing, the number of people here, right, is way, is so much more than the number of people who are in, in, in crypto right now. Yeah. So as long as this amount of people who are in finance, if they do decide to have some crypto allocation, right, yeah. The first thing they'll look at is Bitcoin. As mm. long as this narrative is true, right, there will always be a case for buying Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's 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 also a saying lah. 
there's only 21 million Bitcoins only. Mm. Um, and the number of millionaires around the world is way more than that. So the number of like people in the future, right, that can own a full Bitcoin, right, is going to be very, very low next time. Yeah. Um, because of the finite supply, right? And I, I feel like there will always be a case for buying Bitcoin. La. So then the question for you is then, should I buy Bitcoin or not? Is where your risk uh, appetite is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I mean, like you, you kind of touch upon this, but like besides retail, so like we look at all the businesses that are probably allocating some of their reserves into crypto, right? Mm. I would probably bet that if they were to put some allocation of the reserve in the crypto, it would be Bitcoin. Just like yeah. what Tesla did, right? When they yeah. said they were going to accept Bitcoin, um, they bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin. Mm. So I feel like there's always going to be that retail demand. There's also going to be that institutional or, or, or B2B demand of sorts yeah. um, that will keep Bitcoin as yeah. the main so, coin. So I'm not, I'm not saying don't buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, I came from Bitcoin also. Mm. My first purchase was Bitcoin and after Ether, right? And I feel like 99% of the people will start from there mm. and then uh, then I started to explore the space and then only allocate out from Bitcoin yep. eventually I will buy back Bitcoin oh when what's I, the I don't know okay so like why when the bear market comes when when everything seems overheated right I will take profit already lor, and then I'll move it to Bitcoin and uh, stablecoin okay yeah okay no that's fair enough yeah because I would imagine like when when the when the bull market comes and everything else rises faster than Bitcoin, the same will happen the other way around. Lah, Correct. Where it's bad, Correct. everyone, everything Correct. will... Correct. So like when the bear market comes, right? Let's say Bitcoin drops 30%, right? Yeah. The altcoins will draw down but 60, 70%. Yeah. 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 So hopefully, you know, when, when everything chung up already, I will slowly convert to Bitcoin mm. to preserve the... to slow down the rate of decline, lah, you know, when, when, when the bear market comes. Lah. So to answer the question of this video, is this still worthy to buy Bitcoin? It really depends, but it depends on so many different factors, some of which we touch upon today, you know, such as uh, what's your risk appetite and like where the markets are moving. Yeah. So for, for, for me, I feel like, um, you know, there's a few questions you need to ask yourself. Mm. Number one, do you think that crypto and blockchain is here to stay? Mm. First okay. question. If the answer is yes, then you need to ask yourself, okay, what should I buy? Because yeah. I want to be part of it, ma. So if you don't know what to buy, Bitcoin is the way to go. As simple as that. It's as simple as that. If you know what to buy, then you do your research. Yeah. And then as you do your research, you will build your conviction. Yeah. You know, whether you research to NFT, whether you research to metaverse stuff, whether you research and do your layer one, layer twos, right? Then based on your conviction your, and your understanding of it, then you yeah. can buy whatever you want. Yeah. But again, if you believe that crypto is here to stay and you don't want to do research, Bitcoin. Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is essentially how I see it. And I feel like that's the journey for all investors also. Great. So we have fantastic news. Chain Debrief has raised a seed round funding of 900,000 US dollars. And we want to share with you our plans. And so do join our Telegram community where we'll do so. Uh, you know, like sometime this week, like we'll share more details in the Telegram community. Click on the link below to join if you haven't joined already. We'll see you in the next one. Like and subscribe. Bye-bye.